This is episode 16 of the Just Get Started podcast, and my guest today is musician and America's Got Talent Golden Buzzer recipient, Michael Ketterer. Let's get it started. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey where we talk with people from all across the globe, from all walks of life, in hopes that it will motivate and inspire you all to start out on your own journey or seek that fulfillment um, you know, that you want in your life. So whether that's starting your own business or just trying out a new hobby or maybe getting the best shape of your life, um, getting fit and healthy, whatever it may be, the goal really is to take a lot of different insight and knowledge from each and every one of these guests and apply it back to your own particular journey. Whether you haven't started yet or you're further along in the path, it doesn't matter. The fact is that you're trying to evolve and get better and better each and every day. And hopefully each and every one of these uh, guests will be able to give you some insight into that. So that's a nice transition into our interview today with my guest, Michael Ketterer. Michael can be found online at Ketterer Music, that's K-E-T-T-E-R-E-R Music, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Um, you guys may recognize his name, may not, but you may have seen his performance on America's Got Talent very recently. If not, I de definitely recommend you guys go check it out on YouTube or Facebook or something like that. And he, you know, he blew it out of the water. Uh, he got Simon Cowell to hit that golden buzzer, and he was really inspiring throughout. You know, with his backstory as a pediatric mental health nurse, you know, he took in five foster kids. Uh, he, you know, he's trying to thrive and be a musician on the side. So there's a, a, a lot of different things and a lot of different balls in the air in his life, but he comes across extremely positive, um, glass half full type guy. And, and that's really what I love that, you know, the positivity is so massive, especially for you guys that are in different journeys, you know, across the board, you, you have all these different things that go along. A, a lot of time we fail and we have things that, you know, kind of put us up against the wall. How do we stay positive and motivated and keep pushing our way through? And obviously throughout his life, he's had a lot of those uh, different instances. So it's cool to see him, you know, take that leap of faith, try out for America's Got Talent, and then see and reap the rewards that come with it. Because um, it was kind of instant success there once Simon hit that um, golden buzzer. I, I don't know whether it was like 30, 40 million, you know, YouTube views on the video besides the, you know, obviously everyone that saw him on the uh, show. So anyways, I, I know you guys will have some great takeaways from this episode. I hope you enjoy um, the conversation we have on a variety of different topics. And without further ado, let's jump into our interview today with Michael Ketterer. Let's get it started. Michael, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining this evening. Oh, no problem. Looking forward to it. No, it's a, a pleasure to speak with you, and I, I have to imagine the last few weeks have been uh, sleepless, maybe, or haven't been, had much sleep on your end. I, oh, I, I wanted to start yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, it's been uh, wild, for sure. <laughs> well, I wanted to start out and, and kind of address the elephant in the room, and then, you know, we'll kind of, uh, there's some other stuff i really intrigued to, to learn about you and, and to share with the audience, but can you just kind of, and I'm sure you've said this to maybe others, but what has been the last couple of weeks uh, been like for you? What's Give us a, kind of a day in the life. What's been things going on? <laughs> Well, I mean, the day of, I mean, that was just a wild, a wild day that when I was able to uh, have a viewing party at my house and I had all my friends and my family over 
And uh, it was like if we were there in the moment. Literally, all my friends like jumped up and were shouting and screaming. It was amazing. And then, then immediately after that, I had to go back to work the next morning. So, because I work as a, a pediatric mental health nurse, and I'm the charge nurse there on the day, on the day in the daytime. And so, immediately had to go back into work. But cards and posters and things like that, I was able to hang up. And then uh, became, a, you know, just doing a lot of different interviews. But these interviews have been uh, very fun. It's been fun to get to share my story. It's been fun to get to meet a lot of the people I've been able to meet recently. Yeah, it's been it's been wild, to say the least. So besides the performance and, and obviously all the cheering that night and everything you mentioned, what's been the what's kind of been the coolest thing, do you think, the last few weeks that you've had to experience? Well, I'm really looking forward to meeting um, – AC Slater from Extra, uh, he's going to be, uh, you, you know, uh, he, he does the interview and stuff. And I was a huge Saved by the Bell fan. So getting to meet Mario Lopez in, in uh, person is going to be a really big deal for me. Um, but, you know, outside of that, just, you know, realizing just how, how much love and just the positive response that I've gotten after performing and um, just seeing how – uh, my family and how they've been responding in the schools and their, their classmates. It's just been really, it's been really cool to, to, to see all the love that we've experienced after this. Yeah. And, and it was just to kind of give you my experience. I mean, I, I, had a, I rewatched the performance about four times. I mean, I was that inspired <laughs> by it. So, I mean, it, and, and wow. a lot of the love I saw on Facebook and stuff, man. So yeah, you, you got a big following out there. So, which is, I'm sure pretty neat for you. Um, you know, one of the things that's always neat though, I, I'm big on, just kind of how the thinking and the psychology of it. Can you take us back to the either the day of or the night before um, the performance? I'm curious what was going through your mind. What was the self-talk? Because I'm assuming this was the one of the bigger moments of your life, um, knowing you were going to do that. Can, can you talk through that a little bit? What were you going through? What maybe some was there anything you were doing to keep calm or to to keep the nerves down? Well, yeah. I mean, I it was. I always tell people this, walking out on that stage and being in front of those four judges that you are, I incredibly respect and honor their opinion and their view. But even beyond that, that stage has such a worldwide, you know, view. People watch it from all over the globe. And so, yeah, I was extremely nervous. I was extremely nervous. I was trying my best to, to like, kind of hide it. But I remember I, I went back and watched it, and I was like, oh, no, you look nervous. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, it, part of it that was so helpful for me was that going into that, that my family was there with me. And I, and I mean that by, I, had, I wasn't just sitting in a room by myself. You know, I was sitting with my family. They all, like, for starters, getting uh, six kids to behave for that amount of time uh, is already, like, a, a major accomplishment. But they did. They behaved well. Everybody got along on no fights, no arguments. And we really just um, had a, a really great experience as a family. You know, it was a blast. But, yeah, in my mind, I was talking to myself, trying to calm myself down, bring me back, uh, knowing that, you know, you, you've got this. I think my family, my kids told me about a thousand times, Dad, you've got this. You can do it. So, yeah, that's, that, those are kind of the things that were going through my mind. Had you done any um, of these type of shows or tried out for anything like this, or was this your first time? 
No, this is my first time. And um, I really chose America's Got Talent because I feel like they do more than just highlight the talent itself. I know that's a huge, huge part of it, obviously. But there's more. They, 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 they really reach out and try to tell the whole story. And in my, in my case, I wanted to really shine a light on my family who we've adopted out of foster care, my children, and also on mental health and especially pediatric mental health, which, which hasn't got a lot of attention. And there's still stigma involved around mental health. And these kids are just really sick, and I get, and I deal with them every day. And it's just been, you know, that's one of the reasons why I chose this show, because I thought, okay, they're going to give me an opportunity kind of to talk about my other passions and dreams as well, outside of just singing. Yeah, that, that's great. And, that, and that's something I wanted to talk about as well. You know, kind of, because obviously you're doing, you're singing, you're, you're, you have the music part of your life, but yeah, you have this whole, which just probably takes up more time, right, of your life. How do you Absolutely. juggle that um, in terms of the, the full-time job that you love to do and also this passion of music? It, is there certain things you do from a, I don't know, to manage your time better, especially with the, the kids at home as well? I mean, you got a, you got a plateful there. Absolutely. And, you know, I, you know, I have my good days and my bad days, just like anybody else. And, um, uh, but, you know, I do have an amazing wife, as you can imagine, who helps me out tremendously. She, she helps me with my texts and my emails and all these kind of things that, that I just really don't have time for, especially like right afterwards. I looked at my phone and I had over 250 missed texts and I was like, oh, man, um, you know, it's, it's a, such a cool problem to have, but it was a lot of text that I've missed. And, and um, yeah, so I, I do, but with, for me, like, um, I, I work a pretty consistent schedule throughout the week. And then I have, I have the evenings with my family pretty much most every week, weekday in the evenings I have my family. And then, like, twice a month, I, I do music at my church. So I still get to have that music outlet. So, yeah. No, that's that's pretty cool. And again, that's you know one of those things I, I know juggling a variety of different stuff. It seems like you're doing it pretty well. And yeah, you have to have a good support system at home there to to make that happen. Um, oh yeah. Uh, so so I wanted to pry a little bit deeper into a few things because you know one of the things, especially for a lot of folks that listen to this or you know are trying to go after their passions or do things that they enjoy or make them fulfilled is kind of how it started and, and how they got into it. And and to tie that all in, you know, Simon said something to you on stage there. And he said, you know, there's something about your voice that's special and you deserve it. And I'm sure those words are were, were special to hear from, especially from him. When did you know that? At what age maybe did you know, like, hey, I, I got some chops here. Like, I'm actually good at this. Was mm-hmm. that really early on or did that not take off until, you know, maybe later on in adolescence? Well, OK, so I was always and this, I owe this to my father. My, my father was a uh, music minister like my whole life in the Baptist church. And so uh, from a very young age, he had me and my brothers and my sisters like learning how to sing, how to harmonize, you know, getting us up on stages. Uh, well, you know, like the church, singing at church and all that kind of stuff. So really, you know, a lot of being able to sing and the confidence was because my, uh, my father had me out there pretty early. Now it wasn't until I was like, teenager that I really started realizing, wait, wait a minute, I'm getting a lot of great feedback from, from singing and performing. And it caused me to want to kind of go deeper and, um, and developing like my own style. I guess I've always wanted, I've always had this part of me and I don't know, you can maybe attribute it to being from East Tennessee, but 
this part of me that um like likes to go for that that soul you know like if if my soul's not in it then i just don't even really want to sing it you know i have to have that real connection to a song and um and for this song i felt that connection very closely Oh, no, that's, yeah, and, and so you were really young when you got on stage, obviously, you mentioned, and, and you kind of were thrown into that, maybe you had more comfort than others. Is there anything where, um, and, and you may be around, uh, you know, younger kids or anything, but I'm curious if there's any advice for younger folks that want to get into music or, or want to perform, don't know how, maybe didn't have the outlets that you did. Is there any advice you'd give them or, you know, anything that you'd share of, of tips to kind of maybe go down that path or at least to try it out? Absolutely. Like we live in one of the best times ever for music, you know, but previous in the past, in order for you to hear somebody's art, art, it had to be picked up by record labels and then placed on the radio station. And think about how limiting that was. Now we live in the day and age where you can record your song in your own studio. You know, you can, um, you can get uh, it out on iTunes and you can get it out on all the different the media things that are outlets that are there right now. And then you have the ability to like share it through social media. And so it's really just a wild uh, day and age we live in for music. And in some ways I feel like it's uh, made music better. In other ways, I feel like it's kind of cheapened some expressions, but uh, overall as an artist and as a young person wanting to get out there, there are so many new, new avenues that are there that exists today that didn't even when I was younger. And so I definitely would encourage you just, um, you know, if you have that dream, you know, don't, don't stop. Even if, you know, I, I have a, I have different projects and things I've done in my past and in my history that, you know, I didn't get very good feedback from. And you know, I honestly kind of didn't really like and stuff like that. But you know what? I didn't allow that to stop me. Even the negative feedback, I didn't let it stop me. I, I you know, because I always say, you know, music is based on opinions and tastes. People have it. And you might, one day you might be what somebody's taste loves, and then the next day they, they might like something totally different. So you can't base it around that. You have to base it around, you know, your own passions and your own dreams. And, and um, yeah, because you never know what's going to hit and be popular. Never in the whole music thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. That's true. Every you're not gonna. Everyone's not gonna like the music that you put out there. So I mean, you're, as long as you have a good audience, that's uh, that, that's good enough, I guess. Um, yeah. Well, well. So on, on a, kind of flipping over to the other side of things, because it seems like, you know, obviously, you know, the the youth, the kids, obviously, with the foster kids you have, with with the um, being a, a pediatric mental health nurse. When did that? When was that something that was important to you to go at? Did Did you always want to like? maybe go to college and, and do that as a career? Or is that something you just picked up later on? Like, hey, this is a cool path. I never even knew this existed. I'm curious to learn about that journey as well. Okay, well, um, that's that's really cool because what I, what I was doing, I was working purely in like trying to um, pursue music and I was working in art because I'm also an artist. So I was doing those two things uh, and, um, and, and kind of making a, a, a small career out of it. But then in, I think it was about 2007, 2008, that's when the, the housing market crashed. And my and where I was living, the very first thing, you know, nobody was concerned about art or murals or heard music at that in that moment. And so I know, knew that I needed to come up with some kind of a career that would withstand something like that. And my family, a lot of my family are nurses in, in, in the medical profession. 
So they encouraged me to go into uh, nursing. Went through the school of it. Wasn't really sure if it was for me, but once I got started working as a pediatric nurse, man, I fell in love with it. Absolutely love being a pediatric nurse and especially now a pediatric mental health nurse. I mean, it's like every day I go into work and I have the opportunity to connect and, and uh, make a difference in these children's lives. I absolutely fall in love with it. And then, and then going along with the foster care, I, you know, my daughter, I think from the age of like eight to 10 years old, she was our only child. And the reason why she's our only child, because we had complications during the pregnancy and they, the doctors told us this is going to happen again. So we just kind of made the, the choice to not go that route again, but we didn't really ever think about adoption. It wasn't until my daughter was eight years old. She started having these repetitive dreams about these three little boys who were, who were always in danger or in need of help. And, and anyway, um, it was wild. She would wake up and be like, dad, dad, we got to adopt my brothers. We got to adopt my brothers. And I was, I was like, Sophie, this is, this is really wild. This isn't a dream. You're having nightmares, but they just kept happening for like two years. And then in the midst of that, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, my heart began to soften at the thought of adopting because it was such an important part of my daughter's life, obviously. And then I didn't know, like, this is going to be, I was like, adoption is so expensive. I don't know if we could ever afford it. And the other part of it was you get children, like, from over, over, you know, out of the country and those kind of things. And I just had a lot of questions. And then I ran into a family, and this family was a beautiful family who had four of their own children, and they had adopted four kids, and they had adopted out of foster care. And then that was the very first time that I'd ever heard of that. I didn't know you could adopt through foster care. And um, one thing led to another. We get certified through child health in not in Knoxville, Tennessee. We got our certifications all set and done and our very first placement. And I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Our very first placement were these three little boys that we got. There was a sibling set of three brothers and we got them all at the same time. It was wild. It was super wild. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty insane. She had the dream and that was, uh, that she yeah. was kind of calling that out and, <laughs> and then it actually happened. So that's really neat. Um, and then you adopted a few more after that, right? There was a, that that's correct. Then we ended up getting an, another little boy, um, uh, that we didn't expect. And then we ended up getting another little boy with cerebral palsy who was actually shaken infant. Um, and that's what, why he became, uh, uh, that's why I caused him the the damage to his brain, which made him have cerebral palsy, was the abuse. And but we brought him in, and man, we've just seen such a transformation in a little boy's life. Wow, that's incredible. Um, that, that's incredible to do that. And, and again, as you kind of mentioned, you know, one of the things I loved, and, and again, kind of almost almost brought me to tears a little when he said, "Is you know, I want to bring him in a home where they're free to dream." And, and I thought that was really inspiring. And, and a lot of folks, I think, got that as well. So. Um, yeah, we've well, noticed that that was a huge part of it. You know, we always say like the the like the butterfly tells the story of adoption. You know, they come a little orphan comes into this family, you wrap them up in that cocoon of love, and a metamorphosis takes place. It's like literally the transformation is so mind blowing. What happens when you put them in that safe place where they are free to dream? Yeah, that that's really awesome, man. Um, Let's do a quick transition. One or two more questions for you. I'm really okay. interested about to kind of put these all together. 
so again, you're you have your full time job. You're loving it. Things are going well, and your your music. You're playing at the church, and and you're doing some stuff. At what point though was it? Was did you say or did you have a lot of doubt where it's like, okay, I'm gonna try it? Because at some point you said, I'm gonna try out for this show. When did that come into your thought? Why did why did you why now? Why not five years ago? Like why now? Why do you think it happened at this time? Well, I think there's always a right time for everything, and. I just really feel like this was the right timing. You know, I, uh, one thing about nursing is, you know, we, we have pretty flexible schedules and that's really amazing. They work with us a lot um, because they know a lot of nurses have families and they need to take, you know, it's a very, we got pretty flexible schedules. So here I am, I'm in a position um, where I have a little more flexibility. Uh, On top of that, it was just like, it was just the, you know, the, I had I had met, like, some people that were talking about it, and I was like, you know what, if I was going to do one of these reality shows, this would be the one I would do. And um, did I have any clue that I was going to go up on that stage and get Simon Cowell's Golden Buzzer? That never crossed my mind. I didn't even, you know, it just, I just thought this is going to be something that was, it's going to be fun to do because it's going to include my whole family in it. And, uh yeah, it's been a wild experience. Man. So kind of last thing, and I'm always just curious because everyone, again, has different thoughts or maybe words they live by or self-talk that keeps them going. Is there certain, is there a quote or quotes that you live by or, or certain things that you like, you know, if someone asks you for a, a certain advice, like you always kind of your go-to. I'm curious, anything you can share with the audience that um, is kind of near and dear to your heart uh, in terms of, again, it could be a quote, could be a couple sentences, whatever it may be. Sure. Well, yeah, the, in, instantly, you know, I, I think of this, it's a Bible verse, and it says the purest form of religion is caring for the orphan and the widow. And, um, you know, I've, I've carried that with me very closely because I've always looked at, at religion, and, and I've seen a lot of things that I didn't make much sense, but when I heard that it's the purest form of, of any religion is caring for the orphans and the widows, it made me just understand that, you know, the reason why it's its purest form is because an orphan and a widow both are only truly cared for in the context of family. And I guess that's what I, I, I would, I live by. And it's my thing is like, can we create family? You know, can we really create family? Let's go beyond just a community going on, just be uh, going beyond just being uh, in, a, in these ways, but actually create family because in the context of family is healing, you know? And so, yeah, that's one of the, that's one of my mantras that I live by. It's hope hopefully to be able to open that up to as many of these kids that I get to be in contact with on a daily basis. That's really great. Well, Michael, I'll, um, I'll let you go on that note. I know you got a, <laughs> a lot of stuff going on. It's been a busy few weeks and I'm sure the next few are going to be, you know, just as busy. So I, I really appreciate taking some time out of your day to, to spend it with the audience and, and share some, um, share some insights really from your journey. And we're, we're pulling for you um, as you go along. I appreciate it, man, and thank you for having me on today. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed my interview today with Michael Ketter. Remember, he can be found online at Ketter Music on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And go check out his performance on America's Got Talent if you haven't watched it. Um, I'll post it in the show notes, but pretty inspiring to say the least. Um, Remember, as always, you guys can find me online at Brian Andreco on Instagram and Twitter, as well as my website, brianandreco.com. 
If you get a chance, love to have you leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you're using, and uh, love to get some feedback on this episode as well as others. Hope you guys enjoy your day, have a phenomenal week, and look forward to catching you next time. Take care. Just get started.